while you're standing. I want to continue teaching from the subject blind spots, which we began about two weeks ago. I'm gonna come to you from the same uh, chapter of Exodus, Exodus chapter two, verses 11 through 17. When you have that, please say, I have arrived. Mm -hmm. I have arrived. Praise the Lord. And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown, that he went out unto his brethren and looked on their burdens. And he spied an Egyptian smiting an Hebrew, one of his brethren. And he looked this way and that way. And when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together. <coughs> And he said to him that did the wrong, <clears throat> Wherefore smitest thou thy fellow? And he said, Who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intended thou to kill me as thou killest the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, Surely this thing is known. Now when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. And the word of the Lord is blessed. You may have your seeds. <coughs> It is always extremely important that you as a people of God remember God is in control. <clears throat> Regardless of how you messed up, Regardless of how someone is intentional to destroy you, you must remember that God is in control. The second thing that you must do is be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because in those crucial times when fear comes upon us, if we're not careful, we'll run away from the will of God when we should run in the will of God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so we must be careful in those times to be attentive, to have our spiritual antenna up, to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us. It is crucial. What is it? It is crucial. 
Now we understand, I think I said the last time that we talked about this, is that God, when he makes a promise to you, when he shows you an image of what shall be through a dream, through a vision, through a prophetic word, you have a sensing that there is so much more that God is going to do in your life than what you see now. When you recognize that, you've got to understand that the devil is going to try and distort your vision. Amen. And many times he comes in ways that we never thought it would happen like this. You know, when we have a dream or a vision or something, we can sort of figure out, oh, I see what's going to happen. They're going to try and come against me. They're going to do this and they're going to do that. But it doesn't always happen like that. Amen. And God never tells you everything. That's why when he told Moses, go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go and tell him, then you're going to come out and I want you to come to this mountain and I want you to praise me at this place. But God didn't tell them that the people were going to give Moses the time of his life. He didn't tell them that the very people that he had delivered, he, God, had delivered, were going to come against God. He didn't tell them that. So God does not tell you everything. God does not show you everything. So trouble sometimes comes from that place that I refer to as the blind spot. Yeah. We all have blind spots in our lives. We're focused. We know what we're looking for. We know where we're going. But while we're doing God's work, while we're believing, while we're trusting God, while we're walking by faith and not by sight, every now and then something will take us by surprise. And so it becomes critical that we don't lose our cool when something appears in our blind spot. Yeah, Look at your pew partner and tell them you got to be cool. Be cool. Tell them you got to be calm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And trust God. Yes. Remember, he knows everything. He knows your future from where you are. Even in your situation. The thing that we've got to do is, we, so we're expecting, we're expecting something great. I want y'all to hear this. This is significant. Somebody's going to need to write this down. We're expecting something great. But right now, what has emerged from my blind spot look like it's going to take me out. Moses knew that he was going to be a deliverer. God, in fact, called him as a deliverer. I'm going to prove this in a little bit. But right now, what I'm seeing, what I'm sensing, what I'm feeling, it doesn't look like I'm any kind of a deliverer. It doesn't look like this thing that I believe God is going to come to pass. It doesn't look like that what God says I am is. Problem is... You will never experience an ultrasound experience by looking at a snapshot. What do you call those? Is that what they call those? You know, a Facebook or your phone when you do it, the screenshot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You will never have an ultrasound experience by looking at a screenshot. Right. Now what I'm talking about, what I'm talking about is that Moses had a situation that he saw that, oh my goodness, this thing is known. I got to get out of here. I've got to run. <laughs> Joseph had a situation 
a screenshot moment that he was in the pit, but he knew what God showed him. Yeah. David, when Goliath showed up, he didn't look at the screenshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was looking at the ultrasound. Uh -huh. <laughs> you got to see beyond what's in the natural. Uh -huh. You got to see beyond what's threatening you right. to the one that can deliver you. I'm trying to help somebody. <laughs> See, you've been looking at the screenshot when God wants you to see the ultrasound. The ultrasound has life connected to it. The ultrasound has a heartbeat. Why? Because there's something alive. There's something that's going to be bigger than it is right now. Oh, something better is about to happen to you than what you're experiencing right now. Baby, don't focus on the screenshot. You've got to see the ultrasound. Because there's a baby in there kicking. There's a baby in there breathing. And the most important thing is the baby is still growing. It's not over yet. You got to keep feeding the baby. My God, with understanding, with faith, with trust, that you know it's going to come to pass. Because when you allow yourself to focus only on what's in the blind spot, It'll take you out. Even in a natural blind spot. Y'all know, y'all remember the other day when I was doing my driving thing? When something appears in your blind spot, you better not focus on that. That's just a, a, a snapshot. That's a, what did I say that was? That's just a screenshot of what's going on in the moment. But where you're going is up in front of you. You've got to outmaneuver what's coming up in your blind spot. You've got to do what's been entrusted in you to deal with that blind spot. And what God has placed in you, if you allow it, it will happen naturally, spiritually, or spiritually naturally, if you understand. But that's why, that's why you can't afford to panic, Moses. Because you find yourself running. Yeah, yeah. When God is calling you to stand still and see the salvation of God. Moses had an understanding of what his future was. But he let his present situation dictate his next movement. You got to let God dictate to you what your next move is. And see, see, you know why we don't like that is because it can get very uncomfortable. When you feel like running, when you feel like quitting, and God is saying, no, 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 baby, baby, stay right there. But, but Lord, don't you see how they're coming again? Lord, 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 stay right there. But Lord, you, you don't understand. They got big knives. They got the big gun. They're coming out with the big gun. Lord, they tend, intend to take me out. Stay right there. You got to learn to trust God. I know they made fun of me last night and said, I always say, are y'all understanding, y'all getting this? But are y'all getting this? <laughs> it's so critical and important to me that you get this because I want you to apply it. I want you to apply this word beyond doing it. I want you to spread the word. I want you to speak the word because somebody here today needs this word and they need you to tell them. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Moses understood that God had called him, appointed him, built him, made him, my God, from the foundation of the world to be a deliverer. His name, in fact, means drawn or drawing out, not just drawn. In other words, he was drawn out of the river because he was to draw the people that were in bondage out of bondage. And it's not just a one-time thing. You don't get to do what God called you to do on one occasion. You got to keep on doing it. You don't get to live holy after you leave service only. But you got to keep on living holy. Hallelujah. Holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. I want y'all to get this like Moses. Moses at an early age, he understood that he was different. He understood that God had called him to be not just a deliverer, but a ruler. The Bible says God called him to be a ruler and a deliverer. Listen, what God called you to be, you got to let him make you be that. You got to allow yourself to be. Quit, quit, quit panicking. Quit going off just because things look like you'll never be what God said you'll be no child when the doctor spanks them on the backside looks like what they're going to be but there's a process involved uh, but the word of God says that God called him to be a ruler and a deliverer. I want to make a point because you all have not reached your apex in life of doing all and being all that God calls you to be. And that's a good thing because it means, number one, you have time and you still have promise on your life. Amen. Look at somebody say, I still got time. But the thing about time is you can't afford to waste it. Not another moment. Not another moment. Praise the Lord. Acts chapter 7, 35 says this. I want you I want you I'm preaching from the word. Amen. I know what I'm talking about. Acts chapter 7, 35 says this. It says, this Moses, whom they refused, saying, who made thee a ruler and a judge, the same did God send to be a ruler and a judge, a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel which appeared to him in the bush. This is so powerful. Say to God, when y'all read the word, ask God for revelation knowledge. There's so much in I'm going to read it one, once more for effect. This Moses, whom they refused, saying, who made thee a ruler and a judge, the same did God send to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel which appeared to him in the bush. Here... We identify a major deficiency in the understanding of Moses which caused him to run. You've got to get this because I don't want you to be runners. What if you're going to run, run to, not from. Amen. His major deficiency here is the understanding of God's timing. I didn't start preaching when I was three months old. Hello, somebody. And there's so much that I could say. 
Everything has a timing. Remember, a major scripture that you must remember is Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. You need to keep it. You, you, can, you can easily remember all the things that come after that. But Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 says, to everything, hold up, some things. To everything, what? There is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A season, sometimes you get a stretch where everything is just flowing right. I mean, you can't do wrong. That's a season. But then there's a time. The time is always now. You've got to react or respond or move in this moment. There's a time for everything. Moses' problem was he thought that this was the time for him to step on stage as the ruler and deliverer. But it was not. You've got to understand, timing is everything. You've got to marry at the right time. You've got to put people in their places at the right time. Oh, oh, what? Prove it? You all ever heard say there's a time and a place for everything? Yes. And see, sometimes, see, that's why the Bible talks about not letting your anger, you, you know, by, by the time the sun go down, you, you got to get rid of that. There's a time for everything. There's a time to deal with every matter. Some of y'all are in the position or predicament that you're in because you didn't deal with that matter back then. That was the time, but you waited too long, and now you got much trouble. I got it. Are y'all getting this? Yes. Timing is everything. Moses didn't understand that God had not yet released him as a deliverer. You can be all of that, but until God releases you to act, to move, to flow, stay your happy hips where you are. Amen. You want to move in God's divine timing. Just because you know this and know that don't mean you know everything. And just because you know everything don't mean this is the moment for you to display it. Yes, yes. Silence is golden. Yes. Silence is the cover of ignorance. Yes. If you just shut your mouth, no one know, will know how. Yes. They won't know what they don't need to know at the moment. There's a time and a place for everything. Oh, Lord. God had not yet released him. You know, some of the people that get on my nerves more than anybody is actually those that actually know uh, almost everything and they want everybody to know. You know, every time, anybody ever been to college? Well, you don't have to go to college. Anybody ever been in a class setting and there's always one person before the, before the professor, before the teacher finishes the question, they get, ooh, 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 I know, I know. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's time for you to speak. You've got to have discerning on when to move, when to flow, when to display your gifts. <sighs> Even in prophesying. Somebody said, well, I had to tell it because if I didn't tell it, I would have burned up. Well, baby, you just needed to go up and smoke because it wasn't the time to release it. There's a time for everything. You can know something. You're not going to burn up. You're not going to die if you don't get on the grand stage. Maybe God wants you to meet them in the back. See, because he knows you have a pride problem. If you get up before a thousand, you, you just want everybody to know that God speaks to me too. <laughs> Let me get back behind the desk. 
Praise the Lord. So God had not yet released Moses to be a ruler and a deliverer. He was, but he was still in the making. There were still some things God had to work out of him and some things that God had to work in him. You got to operate in your season and release things according to proper timing. Just cause you know. All right, I said enough. Of and here, can I prove? Can I prove what I'm saying? Because I don't want y'all to think I'm just creating a new Bible. You know, NIV, Northly Innovative Version. I want y'all to know. I know what I'm talking about. Acts chapter seven, verse twenty-five says this. In reference to Moses, when Moses saw the Hebrew uh, and, and the Egyptians struggling and that Egyptian killed his brother, he, he went off. Now, what kind of mess? And, and the Bible, let, well, let me just read the scripture. Acts 7 and 25 says this, why he did it. Watch this. For he supposed his brethren would have understood how that God by his hand would deliver them. But they understood not. When you do stuff with a good heart, everybody don't understand your motive. That's why you got to operate in the correct timing of God. I hope this is blessing somebody. Yes, you know the answers. Yes, you all of that. But it's not time for you to speak. It's not time for you to move yet. Everything in God's timing. In the meanwhile, he needed to work on his anger. Because y'all know he, he had anger issues. Y'all know he had anger issues, right? I know there was time that he talked to God and said, God, don't kill him yet, don't kill him. But there was also a time when the people got on his nerves and said, Lord, can I, can I just kill him? Can, 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 can I just break him down? Or, Lord, I don't want to kill him, but can I just hurt him real good? You ever felt like that? You know, because you wanted to stay safe. You knew you had to get to heaven. So, Lord, can I just, can I just hurt him up a little bit? I just, yeah, yeah. Oh, y'all never, y'all never felt that. Look, just, Lord, just, just one cuss word so they know you, you don't move up on me like nothing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <clears throat> all right ain't nobody ever cussed in here <clears throat> he had an anger issue <sighs> he had a patience issue can't nobody get you patient like God one of the things you don't particularly want to ask God to do for you is, Lord, teach me patience. You in for it now. Yes. You better hurry up and wait. Mm -hmm. yeah. He even had a humility problem. He had problem with himself. So God allowed him to evolve in this, these areas on the backside of the wilderness. Now, God didn't have to have him go to the backside, I believe, of the mountain to teach him these things. But since he's on the run, God can work with you wherever you are. God can work with you and teach you new things, even in a place called trouble. So when you're in trouble, don't worry, God is still there. He knows all things. He sees all things. He knows just what to do. But you've got to get a word from the Lord and follow his instructions. I just said a key thing. And when you're in the place called trouble, you got to get a word from the Lord and govern yourselves accordingly. That ought to bless somebody. Mm, my God, my God. Moses, now, now, so we're talking about this thing. Now watch this. Mo, am I moving too much for you all? Because when I get excited, I like to move. 
Moses, from his childhood, some of y'all are going to identify with this, understood that he was different. Unfortunately, too many of us, when we realize that we're different, we allow folk to make us think that difference is equated with weird, yeah. strange, yeah. wrong, inappropriate, incorrect. But God built you the way you are, not to be somebody else. Moses understood at an early age that he was different. Have you ever felt that you were different? Have you ever tried to force yourself to fit in with people that don't think like you, don't act like you? You're different. There's a danger. Y'all stop that stuff. Like a, a square trying to fit in a circle. Mm. Moses understood that there was a difference. See, if you continue to force yourself to fit in, you will eventually become bruised, bent, or broken. Those are the three options. You can't do everything that everybody else does. Jesus, prime example. Everybody knows that Jesus had natural brothers and sisters, right? You know, you all know the brothers and sisters that he had. After he was born, and Joseph and, and Mary continued to have children. He grew up in that same house. But, Je but Jesus couldn't act like them. He couldn't do everything like them. I, I don't know if he played basketball. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know if he was, you know... Um, if he did uh, other things that we like to do and so forth and so on. But one thing I do know, Jesus was holy. He liked going to church, the temple. He liked hanging around with folk that knew who God, that had a, a clear understanding or a clearer understanding because they didn't know what they thought they knew. But he liked being in the place where they were talking about God. Because he understood that that was a part of his growth, that was a part of his heritage, that was a part of his making. See, you got to hang around, folk. You don't become, you don't become an eagle by hanging around with chickens. That's right. That's right. Great people hang around with great people. Amen. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't spend any time with folk that, you know, not about a whole lot. Some of that needs to rub off of you onto them, but you can't hang out there. You can't park there. Praise the Lord. You can't park there. You got, you got to start soaring. <sighs> That'll bless somebody. You want to be a millionaire? Get with some folk that got some money. Not folk always talking about what they're going to have, what they're going to do. I passed some people in this process, they still talk about what they're going to do. 60, 70 years old, haven't even started yet. Talkers. I'm trying to help somebody. He understood that he was different. Jesus did. So stop trying to force yourself to fit in their category. Because if you don't, you'll end up being what? What are the three B's? Bruised, bent, or broken. 
Bruised, I'm dealing with emotionally disturbed. You keep on hanging around with losers because that thing, that thing of greatness is in you, you're, you will become emotionally bruised because you exist in a place that you should never be in and you know that there's more in you. If you don't get away from it, you will become bent. The word bent literally means, anybody ever seen anything bent? Its direction is it's curved. You're supposed to be going this way, but when you become bent, you start going in another direction. You got to stay focused. It's holiness, it's praise, it's worship, it's living the life that you talk about in holy living. You got to do this thing. You can't allow society to bend you. Compromisers are bent folk. Because they hung around too long with folk that they should have never. Oh my goodness. Or you become broken. Broken means that you're now discouraged to the point that you quit. I just can't live this holy thing. I, I, every time I turn around, I fail. Every time I turn around, I fall. <laughs> you know, every time you fall, you become more encouraged to not fall again. And eventually, because it doesn't mean you're never going to fall again, but, it, but, but that space becomes longer and longer to the point that you don't fall anymore. I'm trying to help somebody. What's that song? We fall down, but we get up. And the word of God says a, a righteous man falls how many times? Seven times. But they don't stay there. They get up. So I know that you've fallen, but you can't allow yourself to be broken. When you fall, pick yourself up. Question, who picks you up? You, because you can't wait for somebody to come along and pick you up, feeling all sorry, looking all sad. You see folk, they're, they're trying to live safe, but they fall and walk with their head. Raise your head up. God is a merciful God. I'm not talking about you going out and sinning intentionally, but sincerely, with all sincerity. Repent, turn from that way, and keep living holy. Get up! Don't stay down in the pit. Get up! In many ways, <clears throat> so Moses understood that he was different. We got any different people out there? You know goodness well, you are different. Trust me, you're different. So, in many ways, differences define or explain our destiny. Your destiny can somehow be found in your differences. You don't want to do what they're doing because God doesn't have for you what he has for them. What is it that God has you doing? You find yourself in the midnight hour. You want to read the word of God. You find yourself, regardless of what happened through the day, you just have a great sense to repent and to get before God and to cry out with God. Everybody else is going to the movie, going to this and going to that. And I'm not saying it's a sin to be there, but there's sometimes and some places God just won't allow you to go. Amen. So in our differences, now, if we, I wish I had more time. Maybe we need to go into part three. But if we examine the life of Moses, he, look at his life. He was a Hebrew. 
Hebrews were not treated as he was treated in the house of Pharaoh. But God had a preparation process or a process of preparation for him to make him into what God had called him to be. He went to the best schools. Watch this. Even you all remember the last scripture we read about in Exodus chapter two was where he fought off those uh, shepherds that came. In other words, Jethro's seven daughters uh, would take the sheep to the watering hole and they were they were perhaps the first ones there but the last ones to leave because those shepherds would come and just bogart them get your woman don't you know you a woman but get get out of here and they would maneuver their sheep into place that they would water but God saw in the future of Moses and understood that he had to have physical strength and tactics to deal with the multitude of those that would come against his vision. And so God, my God, my God, God dealt with that thing and in his military training, because remember, he now he's a prince. He's in the house of Pharaoh. He had to fight good. He had to be a warrior. So he was trained to be a warrior. He was trained in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding because where God was sending him, God had to prepare him, my God, that he would be at the top. Don't think it a small thing. That's why you got to stop cursing your troubles. Amen. Because in the trouble, that's when God will show up and show you, don't worry about it, I got this. And God will cause, God will cause you to pull on supernatural strength that he's placing you. Supernatural strength, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. God will show you that he'll work with you in ways that you never thought possible. So he was being prepared even for that day because as we read the Bible, we understood that he took care of them. He fought them off. He took care of all of them. And so I come to tell you in all of your troubles, what you're going through, God is still preparing you. For that day, you're going to have to use that ability. You're going to have to use that knowledge. So don't worry about what comes up in your blind spot. Just do what God calls you to do and know that it's going to work. The reality is, no matter how you mess up, God is able to divinely move, maneuver you into place. Uh, where's my military soldier? When Sister Gianni, even as a girl, because how many know that now in the military, girls or females, women also fight the fight. They don't just type. They, yeah, yeah, they fight the fight. So every soldier, every airman, every sailor, every branch of the service, when you're in that basic training, you go through what they call maneuvers. Sounds like another word, don't it? Manure. <laughs> Trust me, you go through much manure. But how many know that manure on you causes you to be a bright and brilliant plant? All right, all right, we won't go into that. All right, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Maneuver. I want you to understand that God is maneuvering your life for a mission that is contained within a position. God was maneuvering Moses into a position. Now, the last time we met, I told y'all, people will fight you over position, but they'll never fight you over a mission. They don't want no part of the mission because that's where you touch the manure in the maneuver. 
<laughs> Put that on Facebook, yeah? <clears throat> they don't want any part of the hurt or the pain or the dirt or the struggles that you, they don't want that. They want the position. They want the rank. But you don't get the rank without the maneuvering. Hallelujah. So don't curse it when God maneuvers you. Because it's during the process of maneuvering that people will hurt your feelings. Mm -hmm. That people will talk about you. That people will roast you. But you don't change who God made me. You got to keep your focus and keep on keeping on. Look at somebody tell them, keep on keeping on. Because God is maneuvering you. He, he's moving you. He, he, he sees. See, no soldier, when you're in the military maneuvers, no soldier gets to make the decision of what the group is going to do. Because it all comes from the top. And the reason that it comes from the top is because the top has the big picture. Yes. The top. What's that? What's the, the, the top sees the ultrasound where all you see is the screenshot. You just see where you are right now, but you've got to trust the one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who sees all, who knows all. That when he tells you to go right and all you can see to your right is more en enemy, but you don't understand that God has already dealt with the enemy. And before you get to the place where the enemy is, God has called the big sound, a great sound to cause them to run away and leave all the stuff which is the stuff that you need I'm in the book I'm telling the Bible story right now God is able to maneuver you into place while he's maneuvering them out of place God is maneuvering you into place while he's maneuvering the enemy out of place won't he do it and, and he has this ability to maneuver in the strangest places that we really don't want to be in, but yet he's still maneuvering us there. You've got to be able to trust God. My God, when God does something great, the enemy will try and come and distort your vision. The other day, when God sent Moses to Pharaoh, my God, Moses said, how are they going to know? How are they going to know that you're the great God? He said what's in your hand Moses when you get in front of Pharaoh take what's in your hand and throw it down the Bible says when he was in the presence of Pharaoh and Pharaoh's magicians and Pharaoh's sorcerers the Bible said he threw down the stick and the stick became a serpent the stick became a snake my God my God my God then all of a sudden Pharaoh thought he had the answers he turned to his magicians on the left he turned to his sorcerers on on the right and say take care of this we got this covered and the Bible says that they threw their sticks down and all of their sticks became a serpent became a snake Moses didn't panic at that time because he had already been through enough to understand that God is even in this Moses was then looking at the ultrasound and not the screenshot he understood that I don't know how God's gonna do this I don't know how God's gonna work this out but I know he's gonna work it out because he's God I know that God is a promise keeper. He's going to do what he said he was going to do. And so the Bible said that all of a sudden Moses' 
stick which became a snake begin to swallow up all the other snakes God wants to show you something that you've not seen before God wants to do it in a way that you didn't expect it to happen this way hallelujah greater is he that that is with us than that he that's within the world you got to believe God you got to trust God and know he's going to work it out I know I know I'm talking to somebody I know I'm talking to somebody I said I know I'm talking to somebody oh but I'm so glad that Moses didn't panic I'm so glad that Jesus didn't panic when they came for him with sticks and knives when they came to take him away I'm so glad that he didn't panic he saw the ultrasound he saw the heartbeat of God he saw the motion of God hallelujah and he turned to Peter and said put your knife away this is my time See, timing is everything. This is my time that I would be glorified, that the Father would be glorified. If I'm glorified and the Father's glorified, you're going to be edified. So Jesus allowed them to take him, to hang him up on the cross. He saw the big picture. Saints, you got to see the big picture. Let me walk down here. I got to close. I'm, I'm not through. I promise you I'm not through. But I got to close. God is saying you got to see the ultrasound. We're going right back there. Y'all understand that concept. Don't make me have to explain it again. What's in you is living. It's moving. It's breathing. It's not dead. It has a heartbeat. Amen. You got to see the ultrasound and not the screenshot. I don't care how bad it looks. You got to see the ultrasound. You got to see what? See, we talk to each other in this church. God wants y'all to see the ultrasound. You're not going to die. You're going to live and tell the story. You're going to live and do the work. It may be looking bad right now. Moses, don't panic. God said, I guess God said, I'm going to let you have this one, but I'm going to show you something. See, some of y'all have panicked in your lives. You ran away from something, but God is going to allow that thing to come around. And this time you're not going to run. This time you're not going to panic. This time you're not going to fade away. You're going to fight with the fight of faith. You're going to conquer because you're the head and not the tail. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Don't panic when things show up in your blind spot. Everybody standing. Everybody. Everybody standing. Everybody standing. Blind spots. We all have them. But regardless of what shows up in your blind spot, you've got to understand that God is greater than that. What has shown up in your blind spot over the last month, over the last six months, or even a year? Some of you are still, still dealing with the blow from that thing that emerged from the blind spot. 
Mm -hmm. Don't panic. You got to trust God. You got to believe God. You got to hear what God is saying. And don't think God's going to tell you to do what you think he's going to tell you to do. All right. You got to be open to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you. Mm. Jesus. 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 Things are about to turn again. For some